The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host. Thank you for joining us, whether it's live or on demand. We love all of our listeners and want to support those who embrace the notion that although they may be members of, by birth of the baby boom generation or Gen X or Gen Y, that they can choose to be members of Generation Regeneration or Gen R by the daily choices they make to regenerate their body, mind, and spirit. And some of those choices can involve how to react and grow from heartbreaking experiences that we all have during our earthly journey. Our guest today is author, speaker, and owner of Bella Spark Productions, Donna Vasaki. Donna was devastated by the tragic death of her daughter, Christy, and began a journey of exploration into spirituality and the expansiveness of life, both seen and unseen. This life experience prompted her to write, I'll meet you at the base of the mountain, and found Bella Spark Productions. Bella means beautiful, and spark is the divine spark in all of us. For the past 10 years, Donna has met, interviewed, and facilitated conversations and events with many of the world's top visionaries. In her book, I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, she candidly shares the most intimate moments of her inner and outer struggle to rebuild her life after the loss of her child. This experience taught Donna a great deal about connecting with spirit, moving through grief, and awakening to greater possibility. And you can learn more about all of her initiatives at Donna Vasaki. That's Donna, V-I-S-O-C-K-Y dot com. Welcome to the show, Donna. It's so great to have you here today. Thanks, Sandra. It's good to be here. And I'd like to organize this interview into the format that Jonas Elrod used in his great show on the OWN Network called In Deep Shift. He broke it down <laughs> into three different experiences, the breakdown the breakthrough, and integration. The breakdown is the experience that brings you to your knees. The breakthrough is the learning and growth that results. And integration is where you pull it all together and move forward in a bigger, deeper way than before. In his show, Jonah profiled many people who travel through these stages, and it's not easy to do. So, Donna, let's talk about your breakdown, which for you was the grief of losing your daughter, Christy, and which you went on to document beautifully in your book, I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain. Tell us about the night that you learned about her accident and the emotions that followed. Well, um, I start my book with uh, the doorbell ring at 5.30 in the morning. And um, I looked out the uh, kitchen window and saw two police cars parked in front of my house. And when I went to the door, um, there were two police officers there and a 
gentleman with a chaplain badge on his chest, and I, I just let him stand, stood there. I, um, I yelled to my husband, and I said, Bob, Bob, come here. You need to come here now. And I said, put some pants on, because <laughs> I, I didn't want him running out in his underwear and his boxers and, you know, seeing police officers, because I knew it, you know, it wouldn't be good, and I left him standing on the step until my husband got there, and that's when we found out that our 21-year-old daughter, Christy, was killed in a car accident in Denver. Um, it changed your life, you know. It, it changes everything about um, who you are and and what you believe, and and it's um, it's devastating. Yeah. So you must have been in a state of shock for some time after that. When when did that start to wear off a little bit? Well, I um, I, I don't. I, I deal with stuff by getting busy in that. I actually went back to work a week later because I didn't want to be home alone with my thoughts. And so I went back to my job, and you try and stuff it, and you try and deny it, and pretend, you know, that it didn't happen, and all the while you're just screaming inside. But I had to be doing something. Um, I remember that summer we painted the outside of our house, my husband and I, and it was more my needing to be busy and having something to do. Um, that was my way of coping. You know, my poor husband got stuck in the middle of it. He had to help paint the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's something you never expect is going to happen to you, and you don't know how you're going to handle it until it happens. Yes, for sure. And did you feel at that point with the pain that you were experiencing that you were being punished by this tragedy? Like, how could God do this to us? And the reason I asked this question is because I'm curious how you interpreted it then. And then after your spiritual journey, we're going to talk about how you would interpret such things. So at that point, is that what you were feeling? I don't know if I was feeling punished, but I was certainly angry. Yeah. Angry that this would have to happen. Um, I would go for walks and I'd rant and rave at God, like, why does this have to happen? Why do people have to experience this? I didn't feel like it was a personal punishment because, I, you know, I mean, it's happened to millions and billions of people where we've lost loved ones in that. But you do the why me? Why did it have to happen to me? And why does it have to happen to anybody? Uh-huh. And I would get so mad. And angry at God that that He would allow this kind of stuff to happen. Yeah, and were you, were you pretty consumed by these emotions? Because in your book, you do talk about the anger and the rage. Was was that something that really drove you for a little while? I don't think it was consuming me, um, but it was. Um, you know, it was a. It was, it was, it's always with you or this questioning and wondering and, um, it, it, it doesn't go away. And the pain is, uh, this is the, I went to a compassion friends meeting for parents who've lost children and you, um, you can say things at these meetings with all these other parents who know what you're going through and you have these terrible feelings of loss and you don't want to live. It's so painful you don't want to live. 
And I can remember standing on a street corner and a bus was going by, and it was all I could do to not step out in front of that bus. And you can say this at this meeting with other parents because they've all been there and they agree, they say the same things. You don't want to live and you just want to be with your loved one. And um, that's the hardest part. Yeah. So one question for you is knowing how you felt at that time. What would you advise us to do when we have people in our lives who have experienced such a loss? How should we act and relate to them? Because it's really hard to know what to do. What would you advise in that regard? I I would say listen to them. Just be there for them. My um, my girlfriend came over one night with a bottle of wine and a movie. Um, I can't remember the name of it, with um, Deborah Winger and uh, the guy who played Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> but it was a beautiful movie about loss and everything. And we sat in the dark, and we watched this movie, and we didn't talk. But it's a, it's a sad movie, and so, you you know, every, anybody who watches it, you cry. It allowed me to sit in the dark and cry mm-hmm. and not be self-conscious and not have to wipe my tears because somebody else was watching. And and she just sat with me and didn't, didn't talk and just, you know, allowed me to, like, get some of these emotions out by watching this movie. That was the most wonderful thing that anybody did for me. Oh. Um, and the other thing I always recommend to people is ask about their loved one, especially their child. Tell me about your child. What were they like? What did they like to do? Or if you knew the child, bring up some stories. You don't want people to forget them. Mm. You know, you want people to remember your your child. Yes. So let me tell my stories. Let me talk about my child. Because a lot of yes. people are uncomfortable with that. But it's very healing. Yeah, because they think that maybe they're making it more difficult by right. asking the person to revisit memories, but you're saying that actually no, by by being there and remembering your child, it, it's actually a good thing. It is. And, you know, and sometimes you laugh, you know, remember when she did this or that stupid thing or <laughs> whatever. It, um, it's important to yes. see their name and to talk about them. Mm, okay. Well, that's really wonderful advice because it's difficult to know what to do. And so your input that just be there, be there, non-judgmentally, show up, let the person be where they need to be. And talking about the person that they lost is not something you should avoid. It's not a horrible right. thing. So, oh right. boy. Well, thank you for all of this information. And I think that really describes what you experienced as a breakdown, uh, a really horrible, devastating loss of a child. And so we're going to, in the next segment, move on because you didn't stay stuck in that pain. Uh, You certainly experienced it, but you were committed to moving forward through it. So we're going to get into that in the next couple of segments. And we're getting ready for our first break right now. But before we go... I'd like to give out a shout out to our sponsor for today's show. On Gen R Radio, we believe that food is the foundation of true health. 
Learn to Cook to Heal with Monica Corrado, teaching chef and holistic nutritionist. Monica is offering a four-day Learn to Cook for Wellbeing intensive in Northern Colorado and around the country in 2016. For more information about all of Monica's activities, go to simplybeingwell.com. And now it's time for that break. Thanks again, for everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with speaker, owner of Bella Spark Productions, and author of I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, Donna Vasaki. And we just talked about Donna's breakdown, which was the untimely loss of her 21-year-old daughter. And next, we're going to discuss her spiritual breakthroughs. Stay close, and we'll see you in a jiffy. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of Masterpieces, Noam Kostuki, are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here today with author of I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, speaker and owner of Bella Spark Productions, Donna Vasaki. And Donna, I just want to thank you again for being so honest about the raw emotions that you experienced after Christie's physical death. Many people can probably relate to what you felt And the beautiful part of your journey is that you took that pain and used it as a catalyst for amazing spiritual growth. So let's set the stage for that. 
Before Christie's accident, how would you characterize your spiritual state? Were you in touch with that side of life already or not so much? I'd say not so much. Mm. And um, the whole um, spirituality, metaphysics, things like that really wasn't part of my arena. It's not that I was against it or anything, but it just wasn't, you know, part of my life and and I wasn't aware of what was happening in these other more spiritual arenas and that. So, yeah, it just wasn't part of who I was. Okay, that's very interesting because anyone who reads your book knows that your spiritual growth from this was just leaps and bounds. And I'm going to read a, a section that you wrote in the book. Uh, it, this occurred as you were making sense of the loss of your daughter and you decided to visit a psychic after much contemplation because that wasn't something you would normally do. And so what you wrote on pages 28 and 29 of your book, I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, I found very powerful. And here it is. Donna writes, she, the psychic, tells me that she has had the gift of connecting with those from the other side since she was a child. She begins the session by saying a little prayer, asking her guides and angels to come in and help her connect. And she says, I see your daughter standing next to you. She has long blonde hair. How do I know this is Christy? Donna asks. The psychic, she asked me several things about Christy, things she couldn't possibly know. I'm beginning to believe. She describes the accident, feeling the impact on the left side of her head. Christy was watching the result of the accident, and then she came to you. She was with you when the chaplain came to the door and at the funeral. She wants you to know that she loves you, and she is sorry it had to happen like this. And Donna asks, if things had been different, would the outcome have been different? How she died might have been different, Christy responds through the psychic, but the outcome would have been the same. It was meant to be. We agreed to do this, and it has more to do with your soul's evolution than mine. And here's where Donna thinks, great, I agreed to this plan. What the F was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure a lot of folks have that thought when something like this happens. But wow, this is such a huge insight to have because many people feel like events happen to them and that they're victims of circumstances beyond their control. But what you're saying here is that we choose a lot of what's going to happen here. We choose our lessons during our time in the earth school. And the part that free will plays is pretty interesting. So can you go into detail into that? Because this is pretty powerful stuff. It is uh, very powerful stuff. And it took me a long time to wrap my arms around that, that, um, yes, um, I chose this lesson. I agreed to uh, this uh, Christy also said that um, I had left her in other lifetimes before as well, and um, but I, I I recognized you know over the years as I grew and expanded my awareness and everything that I would not be who I was today and have done and experienced the things that I've had if this had not happened to me. And there's a fascinating book that I read, one of many. You know, I went on this journey after that. I First, I started reading all the How to Talk to Dead People books by people like Sylvia Brown and James Von Prague and that. Then I started reading um, Doreen Virtue's 
uh, angel books, how to connect with your angels, because you want so badly to be able to understand this and to be able to connect yourself. And then one day, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh jumped off the shelf at me. And it just like opened up my mind. It's answering all these questions you didn't even know you had. Um, and it was, it was just one thing after another after another. But what I've found is that this really is like a little blip in the entire eternal journey of our soul. This is one experience, one lesson, one small lifetime. And we pick these lessons. Um, like you said, this is earth school. And we choose things that we want to learn, that we want to experience. And here we are. And the people who come in with us uh, come in to help us with those lessons. And so, you know, Christy and I, like she said, we agreed to do this. But it changed who I was. It changed. I heard this wonderful um, term by this gentleman who was a soldier in Afghanistan and he was hit by a roadside bomb and it blew off the front part of his head and it blinded him. And now he works with uh, guide dogs. And he went back to college and he graduated and he, he said, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It changed the trajectory of my life. And that was, I I remember that term, because Christie's death changed the trajectory of my life as well. Yes. Yeah. Now, quite often, it's heartbreaking or difficult things that change the trajectory of our lives. Why do you think our souls can't evolve while we're having an easy and fun time of it? (laughs) What, What is the role of this difficulty? Why do we seem to need that? I don't know why we seem to need that. Um, But, I mean, so many people who have experienced horrible things in that or people who have had cancer, they say the same thing. It was the best thing that ever happened to me or it really defined me, changed me in in a positive way. So for whatever reason, we can't figure this out. Right. Without experiencing it. And I also think, you know, if we... If we believe that heaven or the afterlife or whatever is all perfect, our whole purpose of our soul is to grow and evolve and to learn and to know itself. Well, how do we know it ourselves if everything's perfect? You have to have up and down, good and bad, light and dark, whatever, to understand what we, who we are or what we do like and what we don't like or what we aren't. So that's why we're here. Yes, absolutely agree. That's a very empowering way to look at life because if you consider that everything that happens is there for a reason uh, and it is to propel your growth and even if it's difficult and heartbreaking, there's a reason for it and that you're never ever a victim of your circumstance. Right. So, okay. So kind of as a follow-up question here, like I asked in the first segment, I asked if you felt like you were being punished because that's where a lot of people go when something 
heartbreaking or challenging happens to them. They feel like they're being punished. Why is this happening to me? I'm a good person. I don't deserve this. So you can look at the universe in one of two ways, that it's always loving and supporting us or that it's punishing us. So what you're saying is that the universe is actually always loving and supporting us. Is that true? It, well, yes, but at, sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't feel very loving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but the universe is supporting us in always giving us what our soul needs, not our physical human consciousness, but what our soul needs to grow for the for the betterment of the soul. So in that arena, the universe is always supporting that. Our conscious mind, our physical mind, you know, we might think differently about what we need. (laughs) Um, And that's the hard part, you know, especially when you're in the middle of it. Sometimes, you know, down the road, it's been 12 years now since my daughter died. I can look at things differently. You know, a couple years after she died, I still didn't quite get that piece, you know. Yeah, yeah, it took some time. But I really like what you said there about... The universe supports what our soul needs to grow. And that may be difficult for our human minds and emotions to really appreciate in the midst of a heartbreaking or challenging situation. So I thought that was a really neat way to put it, what your soul mm-hmm. needs to grow. Okay. Right. And so what you're saying then is that we are basically spiritual, energetic beings having an earthly experience. So you are of the belief then that um, we've been here before, you believe in reincarnation, and you believe in essentially existence after death. That's true? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's also a very uh, empowering way of looking at life in that death is not really final, that, uh, you go on after that. And in fact, in your book, we may not have time to talk about this a lot during the show, but you talk quite a bit in the book about how you and even other members of your family were aware of Christie's presence after she passed and she was able to communicate with certain members of your family, indicating that when our loved ones pass on, they're just, they're really going into a different dimension. They're not leaving us entirely. Right. My grandkids are um, my best teachers in that, and they have so many abilities, and they've always seen Christy. She would, uh, my grandson was nine years old, and I, and Christy would just show up in his room. Hi, Nick, how you doing? And when he was he would walk home from school and he'd be home alone for about an hour until his dad got home from work. And I asked Nick, I said, so Nick, have you seen Christy lately? She sits on the couch with me after school until my dad gets home. Wow. So she's always with him. All three of my grandchildren have seen her and played with her and, um, you know, had so many amazing experiences. And to them, they see her. It's like looking at you or me. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. The younger generation, they're amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. we've kind of lost that ability, and I'm very jealous. I hear her, and I can mm. feel her. And um, and that's, I think, when the important thing, too, for people to understand is, you know, yes, we get down here in this earthly plane, and we have these lessons and things that we need to learn, 
but we're not alone. We have our loved ones, we have guides, we have angels around us all the time trying to help us. Yes, that's right. I completely agree with that, and we've talked about that on other shows that where I featured uh, shamanic healers and other energy healers that we are by no means alone here. So thank you for discussing your breakthroughs, and many more are covered in her book. We just talked about one big breakthrough here during this show, but Donna chronicles a lot of things that she learned during her journey. So let's get ready for our next break, but I'd like to sponsor thank our sponsor for today's show before we go. One thing we emphasize here is gut health. If you've heard about leaky gut or have the symptoms of it, pick up the book that will teach you to heal it and seal it. Meat Stock and Bone Broth, Cooking Techniques for the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet by Monica Corrado, Certified GAPS Practitioner and Teaching Chef. You can contact Monica at simplybeingwell.com or purchase her book at selineriverpress.com. Thanks, everyone, again for joining us. It's time for that break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with speaker, owner of Bella Spark Productions, and author of I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, Donna Pasaki. And on the other side of this break, we'll talk about how Donna integrated all of these beautiful spiritual insights into that new course for her life, in which she touched many lives with Bella Spark Magazine and Productions. Stay tuned, and we'll see you in a few with more great stuff. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Malhotra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This 
This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with author of I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, speaker and owner of Bella Spark Productions, Donna Vasaki. And in the previous segments, we discussed Donna's breakdown, the death of her daughter, and just a few of her spiritual breakthroughs. She describes many more in her book, I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain. So I highly recommend that you all get your hands on it and read it because Don is a wonderful writer and it's very entertaining and insightful. And the big insight that we covered in the last segment is that we choose the lessons we wish to learn here in the earth school. We're not victims of our bad circumstances. And this is a, a very empowering viewpoint And additionally, that when we're here, uh, after we pass through our physical body, we are still very much around as energetic beings. And our loved ones, in many cases, are still with us, even if we don't have the sight to to be able to see them. Now, Donna, let's discuss how you integrated all the spiritual insights that you had as a result of Christy's passing. How were you earning a living before her accident? And why did you feel the need to make a change? Well, I was the executive director of the symphony in um, my hometown of Fort Collins, Colorado, when Christy died. And then when I went on this search for, you know, hungry for answers and searching for all this information, and I realized that all of these speakers that I was reading about and these authors I was, you know, learning from, they never came to Fort Collins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we never got any of the big speakers here. So I thought, well, I'm just going to bring somebody in. And I brought in uh, Sonia Choquette, uh, and she um, she was amazing. We had 500 people there. Nice. And it told me that other people were hungry for this information, too. So then I started bringing in a few more speakers, and, and after another a couple of years, I decided this is what I need to do. I need to share this information. I need to get this out there. There's so many people like me who are hungry for this. So I quit my day job and uh, and started Bella Spark Productions. And like you said in the introduction, I named it after Christy. She was a beautiful spark, and Bella means beautiful in Italian, and Christy was an amazing, beautiful, outspoken young woman. Mm. And so... I, you know, I started this business and started doing, bringing in all these speakers. I've had the opportunity to work with such amazing visionaries and to learn from them. I worked with Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and Greg Braden and Joe Dispenza and Marianne Williams and Shirley MacLaine. I mean, amazing wow. teachers that I got to learn from. Yes. But it was so compelling. I just knew this is what I needed to do. And it felt like everything I had done over the years with my life were training for this piece now. Mm. So did you feel like by interacting with all of these spiritual teachers that you were helping yourself as well as helping other people? Well, well, I I did, of course. And um, I wrote in my book one of the... Later chapters in my book, I wrote, 
it was all about me. <laughs> you know, you think you, you have this big vision where you want to bring this, you know, wonderful message to the world and share all of this information and uh, plant seeds and wake people up in that. But I realized it was all about me. It was all about my journey of understanding. And, it you know, it took me 10 years of understanding all of this and integrating all of this and really becoming comfortable with my spiritual self. Yeah. And um, and so everything that I did and all the people that I worked with, they were all perfect, and it was all about my, my learning. <laughs> and you helped many other people along the way, too, by bringing well, these I hope so. Yeah, these wonderful speakers to town. Um, you also were the owner and publisher of a magazine, Bella Spark Magazine. And that was another forum that you used to provide a lot of this information. You know, it was. and I I bought the magazine from somebody else, and and it felt like this was exactly the next step, the piece that I needed to do. So I I bought Bella Spark Magazine. And... um, Sometimes I, you know, I would still wonder what the heck was I thinking, but it, it was perfect, and it really gave us an avenue again to share this information, to bring it. it um, the tagline for Bella Spark is igniting change, so it was yeah. all about being the spark for other people to um, maybe learn something new, experience something, try something, you know, plant some seeds with people. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I, I ran a Bella Spark Productions for 10 years, had a magazine. It kept me busy. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Now, Christy conveyed to you, as we mentioned in the previous segment, that her passing was for your soul's evolution. So how would you say your soul has evolved over the past 12 years? How would you sum that up? I'm definitely a different person than than I was, um, you know, 12 years ago. I, I, th- I like to think that I'm a kinder, gentler person. Um, I'm definitely connected with my guides, my angels, my loved ones in a way that I, you know, I've never had before. And it feels really good to have this um, energetic connection. Um, it's, it's changed who I am and how I look at life. I'm less judgmental, um, mm, more um, open and trying to look at things from a bigger perspective because we don't always understand, you know, all the things that are happening on the planet and the things that people do. We really don't understand the big picture. So I, it's changed, changed how I look at the world. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's been a good, good journey. Mm. So that that was an interesting point that you just made. It changed how you look at the world. So the world right now can be a very volatile place, uh, could be a scary place. So how would you say that you look at that now that may be different from 12 years ago? And how would you advise from a spiritual perspective to look at everything that's going on? Well, number one, I I tell people to, Turn off their televisions and and stop, you know, don't get all knotted up about all the things that are going on. They make it, you know, they sensationalize 
all the things that are happening. And then you, then we start to worry and we get all tied up in knots and energetically we're a mess in that. And I, and, and you can't, you just gotta let it go and, and stay focused in your own world and focused on what you wanna see. I always expect the best when I do things, when I go places, when I, you know, whatever it is, I always try to expect the best that you know, I'm not going to get swine flu, you know, or I'm not going to, this isn't going to happen to me or, <laughs> or whatever. Because, you know, what you focus on is what you attract. Yeah. So I try to stay in the positive mode. And what you send out, we are such powerful creators. And the world that we see reflected in front of us is, is a mirror image of what we're sending out there. Yes. So if we're sending out fear and darkness and anger and whatever, that's the kind of world that's going to show up in our life. Yeah. So I think it's important. We, we had this conversation the other day, Sandra, about um, not being judgmental because we don't understand the big picture. There's a, one story about a gentleman who was the black sheep of the family. All his brothers and sisters were very successful, well-to-do, and he was the drunk he was an alcoholic and the black sheep and never very successful. But a uh, medium worked with him. And when they looked at his, his soul's plan, his family had a history, a genetic history of alcoholism, went on for, you know, generations. And he was the strongest soul. And he agreed to take on the alcoholism. Mm. So the rest of the family, the lineage, could move forward without that. Wow. It's, that was such a powerful story, because we don't know the big picture of why people are here and what their particular role is in all of our individual dramas yes. or the big picture dramas and things like that. But his job was to take on that alcoholism. So uh, in our 3D you know, perspective, he's not successful at all. Right. But in the bigger picture, in the soul picture, he's doing exactly what needed to be done. Yes, and taking on a lot of uh, dark energy that will basically allow the rest of his family to shine and move forward right. and, and just take that alcoholism out of that whole family tree moving forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, so the yes, yeah, so the non-judgment part—that's a really in- insightful thing to bring up because we we just don't know, <laughs> we, don't we don't know, know. what's going yeah. on with other people, and even bigger picture, what's going on with them, why they may be doing what we're doing, what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. what you're suggesting is being in a more state of love then for yourself uh, so that you attract the more positive things into your life that you can do positive work and you're not judging the people around you. So excellent, excellent advice. And you just integrated so many of the breakthroughs that you had into a wonderful course with the work that you did with Bella Spark Productions and Magazine. So thank you for all of that. And let's now get ready for our final break. But before we go, I'd like to thank one more time our fabulous sponsor for today's show. Speaking of food that's good for the body, if you want to learn to cook to heal, then teaching chef and holistic nutritionist Monica Corrado has the program for you. Check out 
her Cooking for Wellbeing Learn to Cook program at simplybeingwell.com. And thank you again, everyone, for joining us. It's time for that break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Balhotra, and I'm here with speaker, owner of Bella Spark Productions, and author, Donna Pasaki. Stay tuned, and we'll see you in a few in the final segment, where Donna will explain why she chose the title, I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, for her book. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of Masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks again for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with author of I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, speaker and owner of Bella Spark Productions, Donna Vasaki. And Donna, let's get into the origin of the name of your book, I'll Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, because it holds deep meaning for you. So can you talk to us about that? Sure. I'm about a year after Christy died, and I started, you know, searching for all of this, this information, this spiritual information. I was at a conference, and I met this woman by the name of Kimmy Rose, who was a psychic, and we just hit it off, got to be friends. And then she went home to Toledo, and I went home to uh, Colorado, and um, she sends me an email a few days later and says, "I got a message from Christy for you." She said she'll meet you at the base of the mountain. And she goes on to describe this big, lush, green mountain with this river and this rock formation. And I said, Kimmy, I don't know where that is. A year later, she was in Fort Collins doing a gallery readings. Um, and she called on me and she said, Christy's here and she has a message for you. She said she'll meet you at the base of the mountain. And she went on to describe again the same mountain. 
and gave me the same message. And I said, Timmy, you told me that a year ago, and I still don't know where it is. And I felt like that my journey, this 10 years um, that I was searching and that I was seek, seeking Christy, I was searching for Christy, looking for this mountain. Where am I going to connect with Christy? I was, I was in Maui. I was in... Um, Vancouver. I mean, we live in Colorado, for God's sakes. You know, all these different places. Is this the mountain? I was supposed to go to Machu Picchu. I was sure that was where I would find the neat, you know, Christy. We would connect. And I spent, you know, 10 years looking for this mountain. And I'm not going to tell you where it is because you have to read the book to find out. <laughs> Ooh, nice one. Okay. Well, speaking of which, that's a great segue. Uh, where can our listeners find your book so they can read it? Uh, it's available on Amazon. And it's also on my website, Donna Visaki, V-I-S-O-C-K-Y dot com. And they can order it there. Okay. And you do a lot of good teaching in the book. And one of the chapters in it is called Letting Go of Your Story. What do you mean by that? That was a big piece. Uh, I was actually out riding my bike one day, and I stopped by this little pond to sit and meditate. And I, I saw nothing. I didn't see a sign of light. There was no bird, no fly, no fish, nothing. Um, for the entire time I was sitting there, but I got the message, it's time to let go of your story. Um, Christy's death does not define you. Your business does not define you. Everything you've done over the years does not define you. And um, this is what we do. We hang on to who we are and, and where we came from or what we experienced. We hang on to our stories for dear life. And it was so important for me to understand that you need to let go of what was or who you think you are in order to step into who you are now or where you're going next. Yeah. So we're basically much bigger than the stories we tell ourselves Uh about ourselves. Much bigger. Okay. Now that you've been... You're, you're 12 years out of the loss of your daughter. And during the, the immediate time afterward, it was very emotional for you. Now, how would you advise others, now that you've been through this, who may experience uh, something heartbreaking or challenging, what advice would you give them at the time when emotions are pretty raw? Oh, you know, you want to say you will survive, but I also know at the time that I didn't want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't, I didn't believe it, um, yeah. but you will. You will survive. You don't think you'll ever get through this or survive this, but all of a sudden it is 10, 12 years later, and you have survived, and um, your life has changed. It becomes part of the fabric of your life. But, uh, I, you know, I, I wrote in my book, too, about how people, there was a woman whose son had died a few years before Christy, and she would reach out to me, and I was like, I didn't want to be a part of her club. I didn't want to talk to her. I wouldn't answer the phone. I didn't want, you know, to have anything to do with this woman, no matter how many times she would try and reach out to me. 
because I wasn't going to be part of her club, Mother of Dead Kids Club. So, you know, again, you can tell people that you will survive, but depending on how far along you're into this, you don't want to hear it. (laughs) Okay. So just being there for them, Mm -hmm. uh, you can perhaps say these things. Um, They may want to hear them or not. But being mm-hmm. non-judgmental and compassionate, and talking right. to them about right. the the child or loved one that they lost. So okay, all super wonderful advice. So thank you so much, Donna, for joining us today. You provided so much wisdom and helpful information. Um, thank you for everything that you've done with Bella Spark Productions and the magazine. You've I'm sure you've touched many many lives. Thank you for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed talking to you. And Have thank a blessed you. day. Oh, thank you, Donna. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you next week, same time, same place. And our topic for the third, third Tuesday of the month is one of my favorites, which is food. And we're going to discuss a very interesting topic, which has industrial and food implications, and that's hemp with entrepreneur Morris Beagle. So join us for that. So thank you again, everyone, for stopping by today. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.